Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. I want to apologize for this podcast being late. So as a 28-year-old, I've had many sunburns in my day. I'm very fair-skinned and... On Sunday, I decided, hey, I probably don't need sunblock because it's a little bit later in the day. Boy, was I incorrect. This is the worst sunburn I've ever had my whole life. And I appreciate all of you sending me your like aloe vera tips and like soaking rags and vinegar and everything. I tried a lot of them. I am still in pain and it is Tuesday. I'm recording this. So it is Tuesday and this happened Sunday, but it's okay. I think I'm gonna survive it. It's funny, I was talking to my mom last night and she was like, I wanna give you sympathy, but I can't because you were being dumb and you weren't wearing sunscreen. I'm like, I know, I know. You live and you learn and I will not be going anywhere outdoors without sunscreen again. I also feel like it's because I don't really leave my apartment at all, especially to spend time like outdoors. I feel like my skin was just like, dude, what are you doing? Go back indoors, go inside. You're supposed to be inside. But a lot of you liked my stories from Sunday, so that's good for me. (laughs) I'm glad that I could entertain you while I burnt to a crisp. You know, this week, I don't know if I have a hot take. I just want to put it out there. I would love for Rihanna to release some new music for us. I know that people bug her about it and she gets upset, so I don't want to, like, make Rihanna mad, but I just want her to know I would really, really appreciate it if she came out with some new music so we could all enjoy it. So this week, this week, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, Very Cavallari got canceled. I mean, Kristen decided to step away from Very Cavallari, but I'm pretty sure Very Cavallari got canceled. And then I also decided I wanted to talk a bit about Lauren versus Kristen because it has been a slow pop culture week. And some of these stories I am going to talk about probably seem a little older just because they happened beginning of last week. But I promise you they're entertaining. At least I hope they are. But over last week, last week I asked for everybody's like favorite parts of the podcast on the Facebook page. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm going to try to audition to be a female personality on Barstool Sports. I know not everybody loves Barstool, but it would be really cool if I could get my foot in the door there. Just somehow, you know, just kind of build the brand a little more. But that's why I asked that, and I appreciate all of you guys for giving me your opinions. I really, really, actually, really appreciate that. I am not going to be talking about the caller daddy just because I don't really like know everything about it I really really suggest you listening I guess I'm gonna say really really a lot this podcast again my brain is fried but Kate Kennedy she hosts the be there in five podcast she did a really great podcast on it and kind of laid everything out all I know is if you're willing to turn down six hundred thousand dollars for a boyfriend not a fiance not a husband not anything for a boyfriend you're an idiot And I know that there is a lot more that went on behind the scenes. But again, it seems like the biggest issue was Sophia's Sophia's boyfriend. I don't know. Dave Portnoy calls him suit man. So that's what I call him. But that seems like the biggest issue. And then somehow Scooter Braun got involved in Dave. If there's one person I never want to get in an altercation online with, it is Dave Portnoy. He does not care. That's the thing. You can't win a fight with someone who just doesn't give a shit when he's going to air all your dirty laundry. You cannot win that fight. But the caller daddy girls, now it's just one girl. It's just Alex. And I guess we'll see what happens. I'm sure the show is going to be bigger than it ever was because it got blown up so much. And I'm sure that Sophia, I I keep calling her Sophia. I'm not sure if it's Sophie or Sophia, but I'm sure that girl is going to be really upset that she walked away from all that money. Okay, maybe I will dive into it a little bit. Basically what Alex said in her 
video. She has like a half hour long video and I'm not one to really watch those usually, but I'm like, I need to know. I actually care now and I don't know why I care. But it seems like they would have made a million dollars with all the um, bonuses and they would get their IP back, all this stuff. And Sophia just wanted more and she wanted like tit for tat. She wanted to like go back and forth and be like, instead of 15%, give us 20. Instead of one year, give us six months. And Alex was like, no, no, I can't do this. Like, I really just want to be a part of Barstool. And Chicks in the Office, I love Chicks in the Office. Rhea and Fran, I love them so much. They did a little bit on the Caller Daddy girls, like their last, maybe two episodes ago now. But they said that the girls weren't really friendly in that they'd like run into the office with hoods up so they didn't have to talk to anybody in the office. So that's that's how those girls were. It seems like Alex has come down to earth a little bit, but I guess we'll just see what happens with them. But yeah, that's, I guess I talked about my audition for Barstool, so that's why it kind of got us to call her daddy before we talk about the hills. Also in this episode, I'm gonna give you what I think about the sex tape. That is a question I get asked a lot and I am gonna talk about it. Usually I try and like, usually I'm kinda like, I don't know if I wanna talk about it because Lauren doesn't like it and all this stuff, but fuck it, I'm gonna talk about it. And of course, you guys can assume which side I'm on, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm on Lauren's side. So the episode we're going over, it's season three, episode seven, and it's called They Meet Again. So this is the catch-up episode that you guys wanted me to ask Jason about, but I obviously forgot about when you guys were all typing like, ketchup, ask him about ketchup. And I was like, in season two, you smeared ketchup on the windows. And that was pretty funny. No, you guys were talking about this Hills episode. But you know, there's the recap and we, there's not much of a recap other than she saw Jason, blah, blah, blah. But Audrina comes back from a weekend with Justin Bobby and she said it was perfect. And she says that her and Justin are together. She's like, you know how, (laughs) Lauren's like, so what happened? And she's like, you know how I said this is make or break it? We made it. So we're assuming, we are assuming her and Justin Bobby are officially together. Not 100% sure because Audrina's kind of talking in riddles. She's kind of taking that from JB. But we're assuming they're officially together. So Lauren ends up filling her in on coffee with Jason. And Audrina is completely surprised. She's like, what? Why did you do that? And then Audrina's like, did anything happen? And there's no response from Lauren. So you're kind of like, maybe something did happen that we didn't get to see. Damn. And then Audrina goes, oh my God, I can't believe Jason's back. And you know, she's probably like, oh my God, you give me so much shit about Justin Bobby and you're about to get back with Jason Waller. What the fuck, Lauren? But we cannot believe it either. I am sure when I watched this back, I was like, what is she thinking? Why would she ever go back out with Jason? Jason cheated. Jason, (laughs) Jason kissed Jessica in front of her. And also did like not great things season one. So we're over him. But I probably wasn't like that because I was probably like, oh my God, they're like Ryan and Marissa, but real life. Except like switch roles because Marissa was a little like alcoholic and Ryan wasn't. So I guess you would switch. Anyway, back to the hills. The next scene, we are at Spidey's apartment and they're very awkward. Like they're a very forced couple in a lot of these scenes. And I'm not sure what it is because... I do feel like a lot of times they are their authentic selves. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that because I did finally listen to Spencer on the podcast Brad Behavior and I was pleasantly surprised. But Heidi goes, look who put the toilet seat down. And Spencer's like, is my reward getting, (laughs) is my reward getting breakfast before work with you? And Heidi's like, I just don't have time, Spencer. I'm so busy. You know this new position. I am a director. I am so busy. And it's just like, She's a serious business lady now. She doesn't have time for Spencer and his whatever he does all day on his laptop. I assume 
fix his top eight, do some HTML work on his MySpace layout. We don't know, but he's always on that fucking laptop. But Spencer asks, he's like, how's, how's, how's your good friend Elodie handling everything? And Heidi goes, she's fine. It's just business. And then they share like a really weird cringe moment. Like, I hate the way they kiss. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they both like, they still do this, I feel like, but they pucker their lips out as far as they can pucker them and like just barely touch the tip of their lips. And I hate it. It's a weird thing. It's like in, if you watch One Tree Hill, the way Lucas hugs people, he'll like put his little limp hand behind the back of their head. It's just, it makes, I'm not a fan of it. It's just little things that I pick up on. But I feel like you guys know what I'm talking about with the Spidey kiss. You probably don't know what I'm talking about when Lucas Scott hugs people. But anyway, (laughs) they share that weird cringe kiss. And then like Spencer's kissing all over her neck. And she's like, I gotta go to work. Bye. Now we're at Teen Vogue. And this scene is probably a solid three minutes long, if that. Maybe it's like 90 seconds. But it's a meeting with all the people from Teen Vogue. Well, not all the people, but it's like the higher ups that we've seen, maybe season one and then Whitney. And Lisa Love is talking about the Young Hollywood Party. And we find out that it's Mark's, Mark Jacobs' first L.A. show, and he's going to debut Mark by Mark Jacobs. She wants 1,500 people there. It's going to be a big to-do. Like, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of people there. And we find out that Whitney needs to narrow it down to two locations. So that's Whitney's job of the whole thing. And I'm sure she's going to have to stuff some envelopes. We know she's going to have to. And now we're at where, like I said, that scene was really, really fast. And now we're at Bolt House. And Elodie, of course, is shooting Heidi dirty looks. And intern Lacey starts asking Heidi about messages. And Heidi's like, yeah, you can just screen all my calls unless it's Spencer or Brett or Elodie. I mean, she's a big deal now. She has her own little intern, right? Again, a very quick scene. A lot of these scenes in this episode are, you know, boom, 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 very quick until we get to the ketchup scene. Not not the season two Laguna Beach ketchup scene, the restaurant ketchup where there is a Spidey Jason Lauren showdown. Now we're at a hotel and Lauren and Whitney are checking out the potential location. And Whitney starts to take pictures and she doesn't ask Lauren how her weekend was. She doesn't care because she's busy. She's working hard. So Lauren decides to fill her in anyway. Lauren goes, guess who I went and got coffee with yesterday? Whitney's like taking pictures, doing her job. She's like, who? Jason. As in ex-boyfriend Jason? Yeah, yeah, it was good to see him again. And Whitney's like shocked, but I mean, like she's trying to do her job and she doesn't seem to care much. She just kind of like makes a face and like, that's it. (laughs) She's like, I don't have time for this right now, Lauren. But now we're at the fashion closet. Very quick, very quick location scouting. Now we're at the fashion closet, but they're in different clothing. So we're going to assume it's a different day. And they agree that they need to think outside of the box for a venue. It's It can't be just a hotel. Lauren's like, a hotel won't fit that many people, which is true. It won't. So they got to find something different. And Whitney's like, yeah, that's a good idea. So now Whitney again does not ask Lauren what is going on in her life. Whitney is busy. Whitney is trying to find a location for the Teen Vogue party, for the Young Hollywood Teen Vogue party, for Mark by Mark Jacobs. She doesn't have time for Lauren's little life problems. But anyway, Lauren fills her in about Audrina and Justin Bobby. And it's kind of funny the way that they do this. Like they go back and forth. And this is, these are the moments I really love Lauren and Whitney. And Whitney goes, well, they probably figured it out on their own. And the two girls start to giggle. And Lauren goes, don't get involved in your friend's love life. And like Whitney's laughing. She goes, never do it. So they're making fun of Lauren because obviously the Spidey thing blew up in her face. But I thought it was a funny episode. And I do like when Lauren can laugh at herself. Because everyone should laugh at themselves. Life's not that serious. So after all that, 
Jason ends up calling Lauren to go to dinner and he's like, I want to bring you to ketchup. And Whitney gives her like a little shit about it. She's like, ooh, that's fancy. And Lauren like rolls her eyes. And it is just like a fun scene between two work wives who are having a good time. Yes, Jason is in Lauren's life currently, but it doesn't seem like it's all that much drama. So now we're at Bolt House and Heidi is having Lacey transfer her contacts from one Blackberry to a new Blackberry. And Elodie continues to give her dirty looks because again, it's the early 2000s and women hate each other. But Spencer ends up calling and apparently they're also going to catch up for dinner. Imagine the drama. That's so much drama. Drama, drama, drama. So I will say at this point, I know that Lauren was refusing to film with Spidey because of everything that went on like behind the scenes, right? Because of the tape rumors, because of all this stuff. So she did not want to like film with them at all. So production had to surprise her with them basically. So in my, what I'm thinking is Lauren does not know that they're going to be there. I think that is a genuine shock thing. And if you notice when you're rewatching it, she's like on her phone a whole bunch. She's probably texting producers like, what the fuck, guys? Why did you do this to me? But now we get to catch up. And ketchup doesn't look that nice, like from the outside, but you go in and I don't know, I'm very weird about this. There is a restaurant in Nashville. I'm sure there are restoration hardwares everywhere. Maybe there aren't everywhere. There are a few in some places But they have like a little cafe there and it's really nice food, really expensive. But the way you sit is on like furniture and I hate it. I do not want to be super low to the ground, like leaning over a little coffee table trying to eat my food unless I'm in my living room because I don't have a dining room table. But if I'm paying like 18 bucks for a meal, I don't want that. And that's kind of what ketchup is. But Jason just seems really off, by the way. Like he seems like he's acting kind of weird and he's like dancing in his seat and Lauren doesn't seem into it. But then she like dances back and giggles and she starts explaining how she wants red lighting in her room. She's like, I really want red lighting because, and Jason just completely turns his head and checks out some girl who walks by. And Lauren's kind of like, oh, thanks for that. Like, what the fuck? And he just goes, you know me too well. And she goes, I know you better than anybody. She sips on her drink. She's smiling. She's very happy. She's happy to be with Jay Wall right now. But if you rewatch it, I think you can kind of see that Jason probably is not sober in this scene. Allegedly, I'm not going to say allegedly because I feel like Jason would agree with me on that. I'm not going to say allegedly. So now we see Spidey walking in and Lauren spots them first and Spencer like walks up to the table and he goes, it's great to see you get two together. It's so heartwarming. And Spidey sits and Heidi says, you know, Spencer's like, are you going to go say hi to your best friend? She's like, best friends don't yell at each other. No, she's not my best friend. And Lauren's like really, really tense at this point. She's very upset, openly upset. And Jason tells her not to let Spencer and Heidi bother her. And in my opinion, this is the moment where Spidey became true TV villains. Like this very moment, this very scene. Because before we just didn't like them. We thought they were annoying. They probably spread a rumor about Lauren. So we didn't love that. But this scene to me is like, okay, they're villains. They're no good. We don't like them at all. So I'm going to play an audio clip. So as you can hear, they send over water for Jason and the Shirley Temple for him as well, because of course he is fresh out of rehab. So that's kind of fucked up. That's like a rude thing to do. 
Basically, Lauren and Jason send the drinks back. They don't want them. Heidi seems to be most mad that she's with Jason when she was there through all the Jason shit. She's like, Jason treated her terribly, but she wants to sit there next to him rather than like ever talk to me again. So Lauren and Jason get up to leave and Spidey make a huge scene, right? They start like yelling, bye, bye, bye across the like restaurant. It's very embarrassing. Jason and Lauren don't look back. They just continue getting the elevator leave. And they get into the car together, and there is a very angry conversation about Heidi and Spencer. Another audio clip coming your way right now. She found the perfect match, though, that's for sure. Honestly, I just feel bad for the girl. I just knew from day one that the chick was shady. She's like the she most really lying to me. higher level of betrayal than she did to me, and it's like... What do you mean, to you? She did to me, too. I know, I know. The other thing I was super annoyed is like, dude, I've never met the kid first off. Why would he, like... Never would want to be him. It's like, what was the point of coming up and saying that? It's like, you, you didn't know us when we were dating. Don't be like, oh, I'm really glad to see you back together. So I have actually been waiting to be able to talk about this alleged sex tape between Lauren and Jason. So a lot of people now say that Jason is actually the one who spread the rumor. They're like, it was never Spencer. It was never Heidi. It was always Jason. Okay, maybe it was Jason. Maybe Jason did spread the rumor, okay? Let's say Jason spread the rumor. Spencer and Heidi continue to fuel that rumor, and that's where I have the issue. Jason probably didn't really know how to, like, talk to tabloids or anything like that. He probably just said they had one, whatever. And my thing, even if they did have one, even if Lauren said to Heidi, hey, Jason and I made a sex tape, shame on Heidi for putting that out there, for selling that story, for doing any of that. That's how I feel about it. Even if there was a sex tape, even if there was, I don't care. Like, that doesn't bother bother me. What bothers me is that Heidi decided to continue to push this narrative that probably would have went away, right? Like, they would have been like, oh, Jason said it, whatever. Then maybe not, so it could be a storyline. But anyway, if I was to tell my best friend, hey, me and -and so-and-so made a sex tape, don't tell anyone. And then they not only told their boyfriend, they decided to sell the story to Us Weekly. I'd be pretty pissed off. So I think for me, it doesn't matter if the sex tape was real or not. I literally do not give one fuck. I think it's about the betrayal of a friend. And that's what the real deep root of the issue is. Of course, Lauren is always going to deny there was a sex tape. Of course, Jason will never admit to starting the rumor. I think the only real issue is that Spencer and Heidi continue to fuel the rumor mill. So I feel like that was the biggest problem, in my opinion, for me. I'm sure Lauren did feel betrayed. And like I said, Lauren could have literally looked Heidi in the eye and said, Heidi, Jason and I made a sex tape. Whatever. But the second that Heidi starts really fueling that, tells Spencer, Spencer starts selling the story. Spencer starts making money off of it. That's when there's the issue. And that's what I have to say about the sex tape. Because I do get asked there, like, do you think there was one? Maybe. I don't know. There could have been one. It was the 2000s. I feel like everyone had a sex tape then. But I think the main issue is when you confide in someone, when you tell someone something and then they use it behind your back or, you know, try to make money off of it by selling it to Us Weekly and In Touch and all this stuff, that's when it's an issue. And that's how I feel about the sex tape. And I want to know how you feel. So if you're on the Laguna Biatches Facebook page, tell me. Because I'm curious. I'm curious if that changes anything, right? Like, 
even if there was a sex tape, even if there was all this stuff, if Lauren didn't want it out there and Heidi knew about it, Heidi was like, no, I 100% there is one. Like to me, it was never an issue of if there was or wasn't a sex tape. The issue is your best friend is telling stories about you. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest finally after almost three years of running Laguna Biatch. That is all I have to say. So now we're back at the fashion closet. We're having a fashion closet moment and Whitney tells her Lisa agreed more than hotels. She's like, Lisa thinks it's a good idea to check out more than just hotels. And then Whitney goes, how was your date? And Lauren tells her that Spidey sent over drinks. And what's funny, Lauren goes, homeboy would poison my drink. Not wrong. Spencer probably would do that, especially like 2007 Spencer. And then Lauren kind of ends it with, he never liked Heidi. He said she would screw me over. He always thought Heidi was using me. So now we're at Bolt House and Elodie's just chilling, doing some work on the couch, living her life. And Heidi pops up next to her and Heidi starts talking about ketchup. And she goes, I can't believe she's talking to her crazy, abusive ex-boyfriend who just got out of jail and rehab, but can't forgive me. And LED doesn't say much. And then Heidi's like, we tried to do a really nice thing. We tried to send them drinks and they sent them back. And then LED decides to spit some facts. So this is another audio clip. Get ready. So we try to send them over drinks to be like, let's be out the water. Like, you know, so they send it back. So we're like, okay. So what exactly did you do to her that makes her not even want to accept a drink? And also, you know, you were also friends with Adrena, and now she doesn't talk to you anymore. You were friends with Whitney, too. You don't even know what's wrong and what's right anymore. and It's so sad. Well, I'm going to finish up on this, so see ya. Like, hell yeah, Elodie. I feel that in my bones. And the way she said it, I don't know if that was scripted. I feel like it wasn't. I feel like a lot of their shit was scripted. But I feel like Elodie was finally like, fuck this girl. I'm going to put her on your place. And yeah, what happened to everybody else, Heidi? But the next scene is Jason reading the newspaper, looking for apartments. And Lauren's like, I want to help you find one. That's That was more of like a Whitney, Audrina. But anyway, Lauren, basically, she's like, I want to help you find one. I have the weekend off. And she's like, do you have any sober friends you can move in with? He's like, none of my friends are sober. And she says they can do sober things together. She's like, we can go to the movies. We can go bowling. We can do mini golf. She's like listing off all these things. And he's like, yeah, I'd really like that. And then he compliments her purse, which is, of course, the purse that he gave her for Christmas. Now, the final scene of the night is at Don Antonio's and Spencer proposes a toast. I propose a toast for you being the art director. You deserve it more than anybody. And then Heidi's like, I'm just tired because I work so hard. I work harder than anybody's ever worked in their whole life. You don't understand. And Elodie just has to understand that this is business. It's not personal. And that is the episode, basically. There's not like a huge cliffhanger or anything. I guess a cliffhanger is... Does Elodie punch Heidi in the face eventually? And will Jason and Lauren get back together? But that's the episode. Pretty solid episode. Like, I'm a fan of it. Now I'm sad that I didn't remember this episode. I guess I did kind of remember, like, Heidi and Spencer sending drinks over. But I didn't remember the whole thing. But I hope you guys enjoyed that because we're about to get into some pop culture stuff. So as I said, I listened to Spencer on the podcast Brad Behavior. But it's really, it wasn't interesting... Listen, and I will say that I have to respect Spencer because he's so openly gross about money and fame. Like he's so openly himself being like, I want that. I want fame. I know how to act in order to get fame. So everybody who's into like the hummingbirds and Taylor Swift, it's an act, homegirls. 
and boys, home girls and boys, home people. But Spencer does admit to losing his character. You know, he's like, sometimes I say it's all fake and then I rewatch something and I'm like, oh wait, that that's me. That's not someone who I was making up. That's really who I was. He talks about how he went to the Crossroads High School and that's where like Mary-Kate and Ashley went. That's where Brody went. That's where Jonah Hill went. And he's like, my parents were dentists and everyone else had parents who were like producers or actors or whatever. So he always wanted to like make his own mark in Hollywood. So he ended up leaving USC to make Princes of Malibu. And it's actually really interesting to listen to him talk about that because he just wanted to go out there. He got a camera, followed Brody and Brandon around and had David Foster yell at him basically. And I I mean, I'm not gonna go into like every single thing he talked about because I think you should listen to it. I mean, there are a few things that he says that I'm kind of like, dude, shut up. Like he said that Lauren was not the Hills. He was like, the Hills went on without Lauren. Yeah, Spencer, you were kicked off that last season, if you don't remember. And, and like, that, to me, I'm just kind of like, you're still obsessed with Lauren Conrad. And it's very weird. And he ends up near the end. He's like, you know, Lauren won't come on the show because of Heidi and I. And he's like, I don't know why she won't get over our fight to make money. It's about money. It's about money. But I genuinely don't think Lauren cares about money. I don't think Lauren wants to be on reality TV anymore. I think if she did, she'd be on reality TV. If Lauren Conrad wanted a show or wanted to be on a show, guess what? She would be. There was one really real part of this whole interview. And I will say, like, I actually enjoyed it. I thought Spencer did well. It still made me not really like him. But it's also like, okay, at least you can, like, admit how you are. At least he's super self-aware. But one part that really broke my heart is he talks about how he tries to respond to all DMs. He does his best to talk to everybody, whether it's an emoji or like actual conversation. But apparently Gunner doesn't speak yet. He's over just a little over two or maybe just turned two, but he doesn't speak yet. And he's like, people will come into my DMs and talk about my son being autistic. And he's like, we've seen doctors and they say no. They say we have nothing to worry about until he's a little older. And even if he is autistic, who cares? Like, that's my son. And I will say in that moment, I was like, wow, Spencer is a human. Like, Spencer isn't just this thirsty robot human who wants fame and money. He's actually a human who cares about his son. And that was like a really sweet moment, I thought, of the whole interview. And obviously... Don't DM people saying something's wrong with their child. Like, that's just not a fucking cool thing to do. Now that I have talked about that, I want to talk about something else. Very Cavallari is donezo, guys. No more Very Cavallari. The time has come. The series is officially over. And I think I've been predicting this for a really long time. I'm pretty sure I kept saying this show is not getting picked up for another season. And that's why they're doing all they can to get in the media. But I do think E let Kristen make the announcement. I don't think Kristen wanted to say it was canceled. Because obviously she's going through some shit. And I mean... Twitter is mad at Kristen. I don't know if they're still mad at Kristen, but I'm sure if her show got canceled, they'd be like, yeah, just like how Jay canceled your account or something fucking stupid. When again, Kristen makes her own money. Anyway, unlike most, I really loved the first season and I always wanted Kristen to take on a Lisa Vanderpump role with the girls in the store. I'll always say one of the missed moments could have been Kristen showing up to support Colby at one of her concerts. I think that would have been beautiful. Like, I don't know. I just, I would love to see... Kristen really like take these girls under their wings and help them blossom not walk into the store and be like you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you're doing this wrong but I would have loved to see a more nurturing side of Kristen we didn't get to see her kids and obviously that's for you know I give her credit she doesn't want her kids on camera I get that but it would have been cool to see a more nurturing side with her even with like young women in their 20s and I don't know I mean to be a boss you don't need to like walk into an office and just tell everyone what they're doing wrong I would fucking hate my life if my boss was like that. 
The show also made Jay Cutler very likable to most, which is the most confusing thing on the planet. He's like the anti-reality star that became a huge reality star. I know when he was in the NFL, people didn't really like him. And honestly, I always thought he was pretty unlikable on the show, but people loved him. He became the star somehow. And I really hope one day we get to see Kristen on reality TV. I don't know what it would be. I don't want her to end up on the Hills reboot. This is just a little side thing. Audrina was on the Spidey podcast and they were all like, we want her back. She needs to be back on the Hills. And they didn't really seem to care the fact she just got divorced. They just want her on the show because Kristen makes great TV for the most part. Very Cavallari. I don't know what happened there. But for the most part, she makes really, really great TV. But I don't see her leaving Nashville. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, that means she's going to the reboot. She just bought a $4 million home. She's not leaving Nashville. I'm sad we won't get to see Justin and Scoot get married, but I'm also happy that Justin Anderson was brought into our lives. I love Justin Anderson. I love him on his stories. I think he needs a podcast. And a lot of people asked me what I think about Shannon and Reagan posting on social media. And honestly, I think we can all post whatever we want. If you think they look too salty or naive, that's fine. I just like being able to comment, don't roll your eyes at me, Shannon, on Shannon's posts whenever possible. Like if I can comment, don't roll your eyes at me, Shannon, I'm happy. But end of the day, Shannon and Reagan are still doing their Instagram stuff, making that Instagram money. Kristen's still killing it. So I mean, they can do whatever they want. We can comment on it. But people who dislike Kristen will still dislike Kristen. And people who dislike the former Very Cavallari girls will still dislike them too. Like it's not, I don't know. To me, it's not a big deal. And I know I say that a little bit biased. I can't admit that. But I don't, I don't really care about it. Because at the end of the day, Kristen is sitting in a $4 million home. And she's totally fine and doesn't care what anybody says about her. And I mean that in like a nice way. I didn't mean that sounded I, the way I said it. It definitely sounded a little bit rough, but I mean that in a nice way. Like Kristen does not give a shit. But yeah, I think I've openly said very Cavallari was bad reality TV and I still stand by that, but I still watched it every week. So jokes on me, guys. I can admit that. Okay, so now we're going to talk about this couple and I feel like their time is already like passed, but Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. And I'm calling bullshit on this couple. I'm calling it nothing but a PR stunt and people are buying it up. So some backstory some of you may not know is they've both been working on a movie that's directed by Randall. Randall meaning Lala from Vanderpump Rules' fiancé. And now, of course, because of COVID, they had to stop production and all that. Now, I'm not saying that Megan and MGK haven't hooked up. Uh, Maybe they have. Who knows? I don't know. What I'm saying is that they're hanging out in public to start publicity. So when their straight-to-Netflix movie comes out, they want people to see it. And also, Megan makes a beautiful video, Vixen. Megan, of course, announced her divorce from Brian Austin Green. The two of them have been together forever and announced a breakup every few years. Maybe this time they really mean it, but I'm not sure. Like I said, Megan is the video Vixen in Machine Gun Kelly's new music video, Bloody Valentine. I just don't believe the hype of this couple. I'm not saying they've never hooked up. I'm just saying that they're definitely playing it up for publicity. And it bums me out because I really used to like Machine Gun Kelly. I still think he's hot and talented, but he's just so thirsty for attention now. It actually bums me out. I feel like he's changed a lot from like when he was in the lace up days. If you don't, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. But I feel like he's changed a lot and it kind of sucks. But just a side note, there have been a lot of blinds that Brian Austin Green is super controlling of Megan's life. So that could be why they break up so much. And honestly, if that's true, I hope Megan does get out of there. This is kind of like a side note, as you know I like to do. But I think Megan's really underrated. I think she's a great actress, really funny. Jennifer's Body's like one of the top 10 movies. Even her interviews, I like her. I do think Michael Bay really ruined her. 
Um, the only, like, her best roles have been written and directed by females. And I'm going to say that. I just, I think it's difficult because she's so hot. She's so funny. She's so smart. People don't want that. <laughs> They're like, you're either hot and dumb or ugly and smart or heavy and funny. And that's all you can be. I know that's not true. But I feel like sometimes in Hollywood it is. Someone was like, would you ever do reality TV? And I was like, if I could be like the funny sidekick who's like a not a size zero, hell yeah, I would do that. But I don't want to be the main one. Maybe let me start up some drama, let me say some shit, but like, let me, let me have some one-liners, but other than that, like, no. So I don't know how many of you watch Teen Mom. I feel like a decent amount of us all watch Teen Mom still. We can't quit it. I wish I could quit you, Teen Mom, but I just can't. But anyway, Mackenzie, the new girl, well, she wasn't new. She was on 16 and pregnant, and they kind of brought her back. Her last name is D-O-U-L-U-T-H, so Mackenzie D. We're going to call her Mackenzie D, not Ryan's wife, Mac, but Mackenzie D. So I think she's been a really solid addition to the OG crew. I do wish that there was more like cohesive unit between the girls because obviously Amber, Cheyenne, Caitlin, and Macy are all really close. Well, Cheyenne just kind of shows up to vacations and she's like, yeah, I love these girls. (laughs) Whereas Mackenzie's in like Oklahoma with her three kids and her shitty husband. So speaking of her shitty husband, Josh, he's already admitted to cheating on her. And know what he did? Listen to this shit. She figured out that he cheated on her a few weeks after her mother died. How horrible, right? You know what makes it worse? It was with her own cousin, Ashley. After watching the show and seeing how there's just zero emotion behind Josh, I hope that she really does get the strength to leave him. She's starting to get that MTV money, save that MTV money, and move the fuck away from Josh because he's no good, no good for nothing. So we're going to talk about Brody Jenner real quick. Brody Jenner has a new bae. Well, maybe a new bae. We know that he has, like, flavors of the week. But a follower pointed out to me that Brody's been hanging out with someone. Her name is Brianna Jungworth. And apparently she's a celebrity stylist and has a baby by former One Direction member Louis Tomlinson. So they have no photos together except for a couple, like, blurry page six pictures. But Brody follows her on Instagram. They had photos on the beach together the other day. Same towels. Then later, they were both playing giant Jenga, getting pretty serious if you want to play Jenga with somebody. And that's enough evidence for me. Are you ready for this? Yes, she's blonde. Yes, she uses a lot of filters on her photos. She's also 28. She is 28 years old. Brody is not dating a 20-year-old. She is 28. But I have no idea if they're really dating. And I was going to say you heard it here first, but page six already picked it up. So you heard it here second. But they're at least spending time together. Brody is hanging out with a 28-year-old mother. Step zaddy Brody. So Lori Laughlin put in a plea deal. Um, do you remember when we found out that Lori Laughlin bribed USC for her daughter to go there? Um, she finally did a plea deal. And apparently she will be going to jail for two months and will be fined. And again, I always kind of thought that like rich people did that. They'd just buy like a school library and then their kids and great grandkids would go. I'm actually very upset about something. I loved John Krasinski's Some Good News on YouTube. It like really did cheer me up and I loved it so much. That motherfucker sold it. He sold it for a big profit to Viacom, I want to say. And you know what? Mad at him now. Because now it's not good news. Now it's like, ugh. Like before, it's like, oh my God, he's sitting at his desk and he wants to like make people laugh and all this stuff. And now it's like, fuck you, John. You really did me dirty. You really hurt me deep with this one. But thank you for getting the whole cast to sing Hamilton. I appreciate that. But I don't know. It kind of leaves like a bad taste in my li- my mouth. In my life. It, le- <laughs> it leaves a bad taste in my life. Okay. So I'm going to talk some Lauren versus Kristen stuff. And this is something I've always wanted to talk about. And I always kind of felt weird about it. But I'm going to do it anyway. 
So I've been asked to cover the Lauren versus Kristen saga probably since I started the page. And I will say this, growing up, I was team Lauren. Rewatching, I lean more towards Kristen. And I think it's time that we realize that they are both great in their own ways. And we need to stop comparing them. I guess what triggered this was seeing that Lauren now has a line of children's clothes at Kohl's, Queen of Kohl's, you know. And immediately I thought about how Kristen also has a line of clothes through her Little James collection. So before I get into this, I understand that they can both have lines of clothes, jewelry, kids clothes, bedding, literally whatever they want. They both have brands. They can create whatever they want. Okay, I just want to say that. But almost immediately, I thought of the fact that Kristen's always compared to Lauren to this day and how fucking horrible that must be. Whether it was real or fake, Lauren was the one trying to make moves on Steven, Kristen's boyfriend, but somehow Kristen was the bad one. And maybe it's because in season two, she said she cheated on Steven all the time. But anyway, that's not the point. We didn't know that during season one. And I think it's just really interesting that these two girls started out on the same reality show like 16 years ago. They're still being compared to one another. It's just out of habit, too. It's like almost like our generation is like, we got to keep comparing them. I mean, you don't know how many times I'm asked if I'm Team LC or Team Kristen. I think at this point, I'm like, I'm Team both. They're both badass bitches. But I think it's really gross that when Kristen announced her divorce, people were literally commenting like, Team LC anyway, or LC would never divorce her husband. Like, very gross. And I'm just like, ah, drives me crazy. But I don't even really know where I'm going with this rant. I can't lie. I'm just, I'm on this rant. And I hope that you're on this ride with me. But I just think it's so wild that we're still comparing them. And I try not to do it so much on my page because, like I said, end of the day, they're both insanely successful. I mean, if you think about it, they're both from a small Southern California beach town. They were plucked out of obscurity. But all these years later, we're still here about it. Like, we're still here for it. And it's not like we just hear about them getting into drama either. They both have successful businesses, books. And, I mean, maybe there are a lot of similarities. But when I look at Kristen, I don't, like, compare her to Lauren anymore or vice versa. And I hope we can all grow like that. I just, I still feel like Kristen is always the one that is quote unquote jealous of Lauren. I don't think she is. I don't think Kristen is jealous of Lauren. But I feel like the media still likes to play that up. And I think Kristen's very good at what she does. She has her own brand. And it's just like the public compares Kristen to Lauren more than Lauren to Kristen. And I don't know if you guys agree with that. I'd say like most articles, it's not like, oh, Lauren, they like you would never see an article that says Lauren put out a baby clothing line just like Kristen did two years ago or however long it was. But if Kristen was to do something right now, I could picture being like, oh, Kristen has a children's line just how, like how Lauren has one at Kohl's. Maybe I'm wrong saying that. But I don't think I am. But I was just thinking about it the other day and want to talk about it a little bit. I was kind of in shock. I got DMs being like, Kristen must be pissed that Lauren's made a kid's line. And I'm just like, I don't think Kristen cares. I mean, I, I could totally be wrong. Maybe Kristen is furious about it. Who knows? But I've come up with a plan. My plan is that I now need Kristen and Lauren to work together on a project to show girl power and women supporting women. And that is how I'm going to end this. And that is how I'm going to end this podcast. I need, I'm going to put in the universe, you know, my third eye, my third eye, sometimes it likes to show itself. I mean, some, I, I think there have been some things over the past few weeks where you're kind of like, oh, Kelly called that. So let's, let's continue with that. Also, Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse broke up for the hundredth time. It's a CW couple. I don't take them seriously anyway. 
but they're broken up again and I'm sure Cole's gonna post something very rude in his story being like so sick of all these plebeians wondering what I'm doing in my castle when my girlfriend is not with me but maybe she is with me it's none of your business or something fucking stupid he he annoys me anyway I need Kristen and Lauren to work together on something to show the world that these two girls who are pinned against one another in high school can be cool it's out there it's out there it's out there Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry this podcast was late. I have been on the struggle bus. Very difficult. Like, I was showering and it felt like a bunch of, like, little knives were going into my skin. That's a lot to say out loud, but you get it. You know what I'm saying now. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys so much for following. Thank you so much for all you do. I have to say we hit 48,000 followers, which is fucking nuts. Maybe we can get to 50 soon. Maybe we can get to that 5-0 for the three-year anniversary. Also, this past week... I, um, the podcast was in the top 200 the entire week, which is fucking wild. Thank you for finally telling your aunts to listen. I told you they would like it. But seriously, I hope you guys have an awesome week. I know life is starting to get back to normal, but not really. So if you're having a tough time, just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and just know that (laughs) as corny as it is, you're not alone in this. And I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.